What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. This hour is brought to you by Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you need to come here. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. And now, now, Oklahoma City Sports Radio gets serious with the dominant duo, Jim Traber and Al Eshbach. It's total dominance on 98.1 FM, WWLS, the sports animal. We're back. I'm here today at Bob Mills. No, I'm not. I'm not at Bob Mills. What am I talking about? I'm here. I'm here today at Travis Watkins Tax. Bob Mills is in front of me. I just did that, but we love Travis Watkins Tax, and I'm joined now by the legend of radio, king of the midgets, and the world champion at freestyle. He is also a member of the broadcast and journalism hall of fames in the state of Oklahoma, Mr. Al Eshbeck. And this show is known as the Dominant Duo. How you doing today, Al? Jim, I went to class today with a short sleeve shirt on. It's perfect it is Halloween, outside. And it is unbelievable. I am doing wonderful. Well, it is a beautiful day today. I mean, it is perfect outside. I mean, perfect. for Halloween? Are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Now, you you so remember with your kids, you know, Jim and Halloween, some days it was so cold you didn't even want them to go out trick-or-treating. Well, I just told people, I was just, earlier I told about, I remember when I was little that I'd have a costume, my mom would make me wear a big old coat over top of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. But the hood and everything. I'd walk around, yeah. you couldn't even tell. I'd have to open, they go, what are you, little boy? And I'd have to open up my jacket and show them what I, <laughs> I, I was and everything, so... I remember one Halloween, I got a big old fight with my mama. I think I was about nine or ten years old. And I said, Mom, it's not that cold. She goes, You're, she goes, Jimmy Joe, whenever she called Jimmy Joe, she either really loved me or she was really mad, one or the other. She said, Jimmy Joe, you're going to wear that jacket. And, of course, I got out and I started and I took it off. And uh, and I, I, I somebody saw well, me without the jacket. She found out. You know, you know how that goes. I got in trouble because I. You always think you can outsmart, outsmart your parents, right? Al? always, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and think of it how it's changed. Parents never went with the kids. Now parents are with the kids all the time, trick or treating. Oh, I know. I, I think my parents stopped going around with me when I was about six years old. I mean, I, uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I'd go with my older older sister too sometimes, you know. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's uh, it, man, it's just so so nice. That, do you ever hand out candy anymore? Uh, no. Okay, you just watch sports. Well, I'm doing a show. I do a show. I mean, so well, that, it's pretty hard. No, that's true. By the time you get to eight o'clock, most yeah, of the no kids are already no done. Out at eight o'clock, yeah. Just the older ones, the older ones that are just sucking up the candy don't, don't even have a daggone costume. The, uh, uh, what you call, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's exactly right. Just like in Curb Your Enthusiasm. That was, that's one of the best of all time. It really was. <laughs> he calls the cops. Uh, they TP'd his house and everything. And, uh, oh, my goodness. 
And then he ends the show playing Wagner, remember? He's playing the dude's Wagner. Fa- the, the, the girl's father, remember, made him mad? Oh, that's right. Yep. Okay. He See, I don't remember those as good as Seinfeld. Do what? I don't remember those as good as I do Seinfeld ones. Yeah. Because, like I said, I've watched Seinfeld and you're so right. much and more. And I've watched Curb maybe five times. I'm, 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 I'm now finishing once again. I'm on the gonna be on the last season now. That's crazy. You just keep yeah. watching it. But you know, it's so easy and it's so funny. I mean, it just. Oh, I know. If you want to laugh, I mean, I mean, why not? We don't laugh enough. Laughter is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Laughter I saw in an the unbelievable rain. I saw. Right? Yeah, laughing in the rain. Great song. Laughter yeah. in the rain. After a while, we run under a tree. That's a great song. Yeah. Neil Sadaka, another very underrated guy. Yeah, he should be in the Hall of Fame, Rock and Hall of Fame. The dude was a great writer, too. Let me ask you a question, though. Doesn't the Hall of Fame have to, like, not that he shouldn't be in there, but doesn't the Hall of Fame have to be kind of careful? Because they could put 3,000 people in there, you know? Oh, I it's agree. Hard. I agree, but... I mean, I guarantee you a lot more hits than any of the people who are in there now. No, I'm not saying it. I'm just saying that it, they got to be careful oh, I or it'll agree. just it'll I, be no, diluted, no. you know? No, I, I, I totally agree with that. And they got and even though it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they bring they put other gen, genres in there, you know? Right. Not just rock and roll. Rap, they put rap in. Sure, the rap and country and there, there's well, a bunch of there. Dolly Parton said, "No, I I'm not. Thank you. Thank you, but no, thank you. I'm not rock and roll." Oh, did she really do that? Yeah, last year she declined. I did not know that. Yeah, absolutely. I think they ended up putting her in, though. Did they? Even after she said no? I think that's right. I'm looking it up. Yeah, look it up. Wow. Well, if they voted voted for her and she just maybe she just didn't want to accept it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they inducted her. They inducted her? Okay. Wow. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool that they still they, inducted they, her. They should say Music Hall of Fame, then, not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, I agree with you a billion percent, man. It's the Music Hall of Fame, not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, I mean, like when you put the Temptations in there, they're not Rock and Roll, right? Well, they are. I mean, they, they, they're, they're, I mean it, it, it's pop rock. I mean, that, that's, yeah, I think that's mo- more I like think pop. Motown that's like Motown and soul and stuff, though. Yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah, but it, it's. I think I think it, it you know they're 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 playing like if if you're Casey Kasem the top hit I guarantee the Temptations are on there. Well, they are, but but Casey Kasem is music. He doesn't do genre. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. I mean, I mean, he does everything. You know, um, but way back when, gosh, I used to listen to Kate. There was a station. There was a station. Where was it? Was it in Phoenix when I was with the Diamondbacks? Every weekend. They would run a Casey Kasem from like thirty years before. They, they still, they still do. You still can hear that. Oh, really? Yep. They don't have a station though here, do they? No, Is it's on a, satellite. On satellite. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That I used to love Casey Kasem. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Uh, I w- I watched a great documentary last night since he died, Jim, on Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh yeah, that's right, Jerry. I think I've seen that documentary. I mean, it just. They brought know, that back because he died, right? 13 year old cousin. Oh, no. It, married and. Uh, yeah, he was really weird. He, he lived over a good life, 87 years old. That That's a long life. And he abused himself, man. 
Uh, that would be a correct. Uh, so, that would be. Uh, that yeah. would be correct. But uh, yeah, Neil Sedak was good. Left Left in the Rain is a really good. Thing. Somebody just texted me and said they should make it the top forty Hall of Fame. That'd be cool if they made it that right. Yeah. Yeah. But, just you think uh, rock and roll, you don't think of obviously Dolly Parton or the Temptations. At least I don't. No, see, I think of Temptations, rock and roll. Do you really? That's interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I don't yeah. think of I don't think of any I, Motown I consider as Mac rock and roll. Rock and roll they, they, the four tops, they got after it, man. I know, but I mean, rock and roll to me is different. I don't know. I, maybe it's just me. Matt so, Ravis, what are your thoughts? Weigh in here, Matt. Do you think that like people like the Temptations, or do you think rock and roll with them? To me, rock and roll is more of a. Um, I mean, I guess you could get nitty gritty with the genre. To me, it's more of like a. I don't know. I don't want to say lifestyle, but I think I think I know what they're going for, with that mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, but Al is right. They should probably change it to like the music hall of fame. Yeah, that would make more sense. Because Dolly Parton is definitely not rock and roll. Eminem you, is not rock you and have roll. The yeah, Eminem. Dolly Parton. Matt, Matt. Dolly Parton. Uh, she's yeah. pretty, pretty old lady. Okay. How old is she? Pretty. Pretty old lady. <laughs> Pretty old lady. I didn't mean to say that, but she is, right? Well, she's old enough to be your grandmother. 76. She's got to be in the 80s. Yeah. 76. 76. She is an old 76. Okay. Yeah. She's old enough to be your grandmother. I really liked you know? uh, her in that documentary, the uh, country music documentary. Oh, my gosh. That was great. Allie, have you watched that yet? You know what? I got to finish watching it. Yeah, that was good. I got to watch that. I, that was really good. I mean, good. whether I mean, you like country or not, that, no, thing, that was a it great documentary. It connected the things like with Johnny Cash and other people. Uh, how about the how about the, what's his name Hank Williams? What what was it? He wrote eighty six songs like in eight months or something. What was it, Matt? Remember that? Then he stupid, died. Stupid prolific like that. Just yeah, unbelievable. He wrote like eighty six songs in like from January to like August, Al. Like eighty something songs. That's and like crazy. there were a bunch of hits. And then the then he died. Was it New Year's Eve, Matt? Was that when he died? Back of the car. Yeah, New yeah. Year's Day, something like that. Yeah. He was, uh, well, you talk about living a hard life. That dude ran hard now, Hank Williams. That's like Woody Guthrie, too. That's another one, yeah, Woody Guthrie. A lot of those dudes, man, they they ran hard. You're right. It's like, and still, like, Willie Nelson, he ran hard. He's still alive. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how he's still alive. and, And Jerry Lee, he was 87 years old. Jerry Lee, gosh, yeah. Yeah, they... I don't. I mean, we we keep, well, we look, talk look about at, this look all at the time. Mick Jagger. Look at I Mick was just going to say, how Ron the heck Wood. are they alive? Look, how mean, are, how are the Rolling Stones still yeah, alive? How are they alive? I mean, they have done so many horrible things; it's beyond belief. I mean, it, still it, rolling it, it, along. It, it, it's in, incredible how they're there. Well, Neil Young. Neil Young. Yep. Neil Young. <laughs> Neil Young is. Uh, he is. Uh, He's off his locker, but I love what he does. Talented, really, really talented. Bob yeah, Dylan. Yeah. Bob Dylan, another one. Who was he? I was thinking, you know who I never hear from? The Who. Yeah, they were just in concert uh, here uh, a, a, a couple, a few months ago. Have you ever seen them in concert? Yes. Were they good? Yeah, they were good. Okay. I, I've i never seen them in concert. Yeah, they're they're. They were. I heard they were really difficult to work with. Really difficult to work with. Here it is. Uh, my boy Zach Malloy from the uh, Nixons. He texted. He goes, "I know someone involved with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I give him a hard time about the genres." He says, 
We induct those who have accomplished a lot and embody the spirit of rock and roll. He said, Matt, spot on. Beautiful. And then he says it's a little bit of a reach to him. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it is definitely a reach. My lawyer texted me and said, Jerry Lee ran out of cousins. (laughs) 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 Can can you imagine in this day and age anybody doing that? He would get obliterated. And he didn't realize that he was going to get a backlash over it. Well, I mean, but why is that? He was just so countrified and stupid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was from Louisiana. That tells you everything. How could he think that he wasn't going to get obliterated for it? Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, well. I saw I, I, there was a clip in this documentary. They were interviewing both of them, and she's chewing bubblegum. Who's what? Oh yeah, I think I I think I yeah. saw so I think I saw that I yeah, I did yeah. She's chewing his thirteen year old wife chewing bubble gum. Oh my God! What'd what you get trip. it for for her birthday? I got some bubble gum. What a uh, what a. Yeah, that's good. Is bubble gum still popular? Sure, my wife goes crazy on bubble gum. But I mean, with kids blowing bubbles with bubble gum. Um, I think Matt? so. You a bubblegum dude? Uh, no, not necessarily. I think kids are more busy playing Fortnite than chewing gum. Yeah, that's a good point. Playing what? Fortnite. Fortnite. What's it's that? A game. It's a game. That all everybody plays, all the kids. By the well, way, how my, old thun- you be? my Thunder, hey, Al, my Thunder what? guy just texted me and said she was 13. That's seventh grade. Yeah, that's seventh grade. That's right. He yeah. married a seventh grader. My he grandson was, is in fifth grade. I mean, that's... <laughs> he was he was 21. That is what do they tell you? Half your age plus seven? Isn't that the rule? Is that what it is? That's the, like the ex- socially acceptable age. Is it? Half so your it doesn't age matter how, how old you are? Half your age plus seven. So if you're 20 years old, you can marry, marry a 17-year-old. That's the rule. My rule is, is that anybody other, under 18 should not get married. That's my rule. My rule is un- anybody under 21 should not get married. Well, I agree. I think you shouldn't get married probably until you're 25. But my point is, if you were to come to me, uh, if a boy came to my door and said, I want to marry your daughter and she's 17, I would, I'd shoot a gun for the first time in my life. <laughs> okay? I, can't, I cannot imagine one of my daughters when they were 16 or 17 oh, no. years old. I, I just beyond belief. I can't believe that. I remember one of my daughters when she was a sophomore, a senior wanted to date her, and I said, absolutely not. Now, you of course, got Julie mar- you beat got it down married, even harder yo. than I did, so you that's got cool. You married young, didn't you? How old were you when you got married? Me? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I blocked, I blocked this whole <laughs> part of my life out. <laughs> Let me think. It, uh, it would have been 19. Let's see. I played 85, 86, 20. That's 23. Yeah, that's so young, man. It's way too young. Way too yeah. early. Way too young, way too early. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you got married? I was 34. Wow. I didn't know you were that old. Yes. Yes. I thought you got married in your 20s. No. 34 years old, dude. I did not know that. That's mind boggling. Yeah. I had quite the bachelor life. Had a lot of fun, man. 
34. Wow. 34? Now, how, now, how old were you when you met her? 32. Okay. 32 years old. <laughs> wow. That's And crazy. she was 27. Oh, yeah. You robbed the cradle. Not really. I thought you were a little bit old for me at that time. That's what I'm doing. I, I robbed the cradle. I, yeah. my, my wife, uh, Julie's seven years younger than me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. see, women are more mature than men. No doubt. I mean. Absolutely no doubt. I didn't say as smart. I said as more mature. Matt Ravis, if, if Matt Ravis wants to find a woman that's about, what, about 19 right now, that'd be the maturity Stop level it. youth. 19 Stop woman. Stop it. What are you trying to do to me right now? What is this? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, what, what my, my son Alex, oh, this is a, a year ago, he said, well, hey, you know, the Beatles wrote, uh, she's 16, she's beautiful in my mind. I said, that's a cover, Alex. That was not a Beatle original. Uh, <laughs> well, who's it? Uh, my boy, Dr. Hook. She was only 16. That's only Sam Cooke. That's Sam, oh, Sam Cooke. But, yeah, but, but the uh, he but covered my it. boys, they, they redid it. Yeah. The Dr. Hook. Good song. Dr. Hook and the Medicine Man. Yeah, Dr. Hook was good, man. Really good. What's um, the song I love by him? Uh, the phone. Gosh. Phone number. The phone thing. Who did that? Telephone. That's, yeah. um, um, oh, you're messing me up now. Golly. This makes what was Dr. So Hook's uh, biggest hit? I I mean, they had he had about five or six of them um, that people don't know. I Gosh. Hold on a second. This is really making me mad. Um. What's that phone number song? Sylvia's oh. mother. Yeah, Sylvia's mother. Sylvia's mother. Yeah, love yeah. it. And then yeah. they had, then they had uh, Sharon and I together. Remember that one? Well, yes. Yeah, that's a good one too. And then one of their best ones was the cover of the Rolling Stone. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That was a really good one. And then here's another one. When you're in love with a beautiful woman, it's hard. You know that one? Gosh, I'm telling you, dude, Dr. Hook, the most underrated band of all time, man. Pretty good. Sexy Eyes is another one they did. They were good, man. And they were a bunch of freaks. Every one of them had hair down to their butt. Every one of them had, like, funky-looking beards. And I guarantee you they did a bunch of drugs. Uh, I could imagine that. Yes, Sylvia's. Matt, can we get a little bit of Sylvia's mother, please? That's a cool song. Oh, it's a great song. When it goes, and the operator said 30 cents more for the next three minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you find it, Matt? Working on it. Okay, working on it. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, turn that up. I got to listen. Sylvia's mother says Sylvia's busy, too busy to come to the phone. Her mother didn't want him to have any part of her. Else. I know, you gotta Sylvia's love it, eh? Says, <laughs> Sylvia's trying. I oh, love man. it. Dr. Hook. That is some great stuff. Let us take an OGE break. OGE has uh, paperless billing, safe and secure. Go to OGE.com. I'm here today at Travis Watkins Tax. You know, a lot of business owners are calling now. You know why? Because their tax guy told them that they didn't qualify for the employee uh, retention tax credit. But guess what? They changed it. People are getting checks for a lot of money. They just finished one where they got over a million dollars. 405-451-3399. Business owners call 405-451-3399. More with the legend, Mr. Al Eshbeck, on the home of the thunder. This show is the award-winning dominant duo. Great song. This is Wings. 
Yep. Paul McCartney and Wings. Great song. Band on the run. For, band on the band run. Band on the run. Exactly, very good. Yeah. I love the beginning. Stuck inside these four yes. walls. Trapped inside forever. Never seeing no one. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good song. We're back. Uh, I'm here today at uh, Travis Watkins Tax with Mr. Al Leshbeck. This show is known as the Dominant Duo. Al, I uh, went on a tirade early today. Um, by far the most embarrassing game that OSU played in a long, long time. A couple years ago, they lost 41 to 13 to OU, but. I mean, OU was really good, and that was down there, and, and uh, it wasn't as ugly in this one. This was a 48 nothing victory. Um, obviously, Kansas State's good. I'll give them credit, but that was just thorough, thorough embarrassment for OSU. Yeah, we, we talked about the OU-Texas game, and uh, 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 um, incredibly embarrassing. This was equally embarrassing. You're right. One point off, right? 49 yeah. nothing, 48 And OU nothing. had a, a, a re-one, little reason. They didn't have a quarterback. They saw starting quarterback. Yeah, that was a big reason why they didn't score. I, um, I'll tell you this, Al. They better find a quarterback over the next couple of years because, look, I, I, you, you and I have talked about this a lot. Nepotism, if you have your son on your team, he better be a superstar or terrible, one or the other. But if Gunnar Gundy is a starting quarterback at OSU – I'm telling you, it's going to be a big problem for Oklahoma State. I'm, oh, I just, look, I agree. I'm not it's saying not, he's a it, bum. No. I just, you know, I he what Gunnar Gundy should be playing quarterback at North Texas or Tulsa or um, or Southwest Missouri. He should be somewhere because he's a good football player. But he is not a starter at a team that is supposed to try to win a conference championship at this level. Well, and uh, and I'm, I'm going to look that right at the, the, Do you have a quarterback committed for th- this upcoming class? I don't know. Now, the kid they got last year, uh, Matt looked at He was a four-star kid. But, I mean, I don't know if. Well, he, and he didn't bring anybody in from the portal th- this, this year. Well, he's right? going to have to this year. I mean, he's going to have to, especially if Sanders goes to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm looking at the recruiting class right now. Let me get it here, Jim. By the way, I talked about this earlier while you're looking it up. Uh, nepotism was the downfall of Bob Simmons. They got a three-star quarterback committed. Where's he from? From Nebraska. Okay. Well, at least they got somebody coming in. Um, you know, Al, let me tell you something. Here's the problem with this situation, and this is what happened. If you remember back when Bob Simmons was there, I was covering OSU. Remember, I was – I was going up right, there. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I was with them. And I'm telling you, the players were so mad because Jamal Fobbs was so much better than Nathan Simmons. And the players knew it. I, we, when I've talked about this, the players know everything that's going on there. They know. They know who's better. We, and I'm not saying that, that this other kid's better than Gundy. I got no idea. What I do know is, is that, Gunnar Gundy's a good football player. He is not a major college starting quarterback for no. a team that's trying no. to win a league. Just no. not. The, 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 the fact, I mean, it. we go back to Bud Wilkinson, Jim. Yeah, Bud tell Wilkinson, the story. Tell the story. Okay, Jay Wilkinson was a great player at Norman High School. I mean, a tremendous player. And uh, OU was in that era of the early 60s was just – not any good at quarterback. I mean, 
he could have come in, and I, I believe 1963 they would a national championship. They lost two games that year to Nebraska and uh, Texas, uh, and they, they were loaded on both sides of the ball. But Jay Wilkinson, I mean, Jay was his son, and Bud goes, no, I don't want the pressure. I don't think it would be fair for you. And, uh, uh, brilliant and he went, brilliant and he went move to, on his part. He went to Duke, and he was a tremendous quarterback. Now, maybe maybe he would have been so good that it wouldn't have been a problem, but that's what I said. He either has to be Pete Maravich right, or just the guy who's going to be on the scout team that loves being there, one or the other. But if he's in the middle, it becomes a it's a it's a bad situation. It's a bad situation. Horrible what's the situation. Kid's, what's the kid's name, Matt? That they brought in. I keep forgetting his name, Matt. Last year. Can you help me? Uh, the backup quarterback. Yeah, Ellingworth, right? No, no, no. The kid that came. The kid that's just here, true freshman, right now. The oh, four star. Wrangle. Wrangle. Yeah, and he's from Frisco, Texas, which obviously plays a high level of football. I don't know how good he is. Um. Look, from what I hear, Gundy's boy is smart as can be. He's a coach's son. He knows everything that goes around him. That's great. I actually said this earlier, Dale. Reminds me a little bit of me. Six foot, left-handed, really smart at knowing defenses and stuff. But guess what, Matt, uh, Al, nowadays, you know, I wouldn't – nowadays, Al, remember, I was a player of the year in the state of Maryland. Nowadays, Al, I would not be coming to play at Oklahoma State. I'd have been playing – I'd have been the quarterback at, well, Furman. You never, you've heard of Furman, right? Yeah, now. absolutely. That that, probably that type of school. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Boston College. But back then, the quarterback wasn't like it is nowadays. No. You no. know? Yeah, no. It, it It's not a good look. It's just not a real good look uh, that you bring in. You sort of a walk-on. And then you, now he's a backup. It's, it's just not a good look, Jim. It's just a well, bad and, look. And let me tell you something. It's not a and, good look. And yeah, you, you say, but you said it's right. The other players, no, they got, they're probably going, dude, he's coach's son. I mean, what are you good at? It's not a good, it's not a good look. I, I don't think people realize what football players do when they sit around their dorms or their apartments at night. You know what they do? They talk about the team. Sure, and if exactly. if something like this comes up, they're sitting yeah. there d- drinking a beer dude. or whatever they're doing, and they're going, Come on, man. I mean, that's a coach's son. That's hey. now. He, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying that he. I don't uh, think he's that, now. That, maybe that, he'll prove me wrong. Go ahead, Al. I, I'm going to tell you. It, it's something like that. This is that's a great thing you brought up. I remember. Remember, I knew all the athletes at OU because I was basketball manager. I ate with the athletes, and sure. So I think be really good friends with them. And I remember with the conversation, out, hanging out with them and drinking was said, "Hey." The black players are getting screwed. He's not playing because he's black. I mean, this is during the 60s. So, sure. It's it's what they talk about. It's what you just said. It's things they talk about when they're out drinking and everything. It's all year long, too. It is all year long. You talk with your players all year long. All you do, you talk about your football team. You know? It's just, I don't know. We'll see. And I'll tell you another thing that's really a shame, and we'll talk to Barry Trammell about this. 41 nothing is when Spencer Sanders got hurt, Al. 41 to nothing. Yeah. Al, how many times have we talked on this show? Well, you, you had him in too late, but he didn't get hurt. He didn't get hurt. Well, guess what? He did get hurt. This That was a major, major mistake to have him in that game at 41 to nothing. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm uh, and I got. Uh, 
Jenny Carlson leveled him today, and you know, and he should have been. I mean, uh, but what what the, what what he said that he didn't. It was his fault. Now he did take blame, but for you know, uh, to not work him hard last week. I mean, you can't because you played. Then is the biggest game of the year. Well, I know that that. Um, Tram was at the press conference, so we'll talk to him about what was said today. I heard a little bit of it here on the in- Instagram, and um, I guess he basically just said that, you know, we played terrible, we coached terrible, and they played a perfect game. And I guess when they met it at the ha- at mid midfield, Kleiman said to him, well, we played about as good as we could play. And then I guess Gundy said, well, why do you have to blankety-blank to do it while you against us? You know, joking around. But um, that's all well and good, but telling you man if you didn't work your team are you kidding me what what i mean what how could that how can you admit that you didn't work your team hard enough this was a huge game i don't think i've ever heard a coach say something like that you want to know something else al i was thinking about this uh this morning how eerie how eerily similar is osu to ou listen to me you got a quarterback that they have to have their backup quarterback situation stinks their defense can't stop anybody. I mean, it, they are literally mirror images of each other right they now. They are. They are they totally. They both got a I bunch of great that. wide receivers, uh, yeah. right? Great wide yes. receivers. Yes. I think OU is a little bit better at starting running back with Gray, yes. and I love Barnes. I don't know why they won't give the ball more to Ollie uh, Gordon in, at OSU, but whatever. But aren't they? They're like yes. exactly the same. Yes, they are. They are, yes. Yes, so they I, are, Jim. I don't know. Let me tell you, I don't know what Spencer Sanders is going to do. I would assume that when you look at some of these quarterbacks that are getting chances, like Sam Ellinger, and he's been hurt, I'm assuming he's leaving after this year. I I just let, I don't know let, how he would stay. Now maybe let's see how hard he goes after a portal. It would be a really bad story if he doesn't bring anybody from the portal. He'll have not? to. I know, Jim. If Spencer Sanders doesn't stay, you, he's going to have to. What you're going to do is send his lead and go. You come here, you're our starting quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, unless this kid that they, the other kid. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in, like, in a company. And I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. And like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. <laughs> when you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. That they brought in, the four-star kid is good, but if he's good, why isn't he the backup? Yeah. I don't I don't know. It. This could be, I'm telling you something now. Mike Gundy's the best coach. We to, we've been talking about him all year long. So all you OSU fans that are getting mad, you better shut up because we've we have bowed down to Mike Gundy all year long and still are. The guy's a great coach. But when you throw in him saying he didn't work him hard, then he's got his son there, then they're having terrible recruiting classes. I'm telling you, Al, this is a this is a fork in the road right now for OSU football. And, the, and, the next couple years. Do you know what helped Gundy and What's OSU? That? What's that? COVID. It, the it fact that all said. these guys got another year, Jim. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Brock Martin. Got I mean, he's there for another year. They, now, I will say this. They obviously the miss Rodriguez. They miss Rodriguez big time. Oh, my 
kidding me? My gosh. Dude I mean, had his first sack last week. I mean, he's playing great up there. You're right. But their defensive backfield is not very good. They, they but, need, And then you they, know what? The defensive front. How good are they? I they can't, can't stop the run. Were, they, can't believe they could. They didn't stop the run. Deuce Vaughn ran all over them. It is. You know, uh, we talk about with OU. You. I mean, they, they say to OU, they got to get better players on defense. Got to get better players. If you want to play with the big boys. I guess uh, Ollie Gordon was sick all last when he, he couldn't practice. That's what I'm being told. Uh, also, uh, this is from an OSU, a pretty big, a pretty big OSU guy, donor guy. He says, Gundy will not bring a quarterback in the portal. Garrett Rangel will beat out his son next year. So, Well, listen, I don't know who's going to beat out who. What I do know is, is that if his son plays, he better be really you, good. You still try to bring in a guy from the portal. I right? don't do, I'm with you, Al. If there's I'm somebody good out there, hell yes, you do. I'm with you, Al. I you mean, want competition. Absolutely. And remember, man, OU and Texas are leaving the league. Mm-hmm. They got This is their opportunity. Absolutely. To be the big boy. Yeah. It's crazy. By the way, would, if I'd have told you back in August, August, that the OU-Baylor game was going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Would you have gone to the corner <laughs> office and said, Jim Traver, he's done, get Traver off the radio? Would you say oh, that to me? Hey, when I saw that yesterday, I go, yes, yes, yes. 2 yeah. p.m. kickoff. I know. I've I, never known of a 2 p.m. Kick, kickoff in OU history. I'm well, sure there's Mark, probably Mark, going Mark Rogers said that the home team, when it goes on ESPN+, Plus, they get to choose when they want the game. So they choose 2 o'clock, which is great for you and me. Wow. Is that that? What? I didn't know that. That is beautiful. I know. They chose 2 o'clock. Wow. That is. And and then, of course, West Virginia's 11 o'clock. And Oklahoma State got another 2.30. They just pencil it out. Oklahoma State, you're going to play at 2.30 every week. Every single OSU game is 2.30. What? That's unbelievable. (laughs) It is. It is What did they do? Did they pay somebody? I mean, crazy. I'll tell you what, Spencer Sanders doesn't play. They're going to be in trouble against Kansas. He better be ready to go. I agree. Of course, we won't know until he runs on the field. So uh, let us, t- it does stink that OU and OSU are both playing at the same time, but that's just the way it goes. But two o'clock, man, I can't believe it. Tennessee uh, Georgia game is not a night game. It's the best game in the country. I, listen, I'm done trying to understand the times, Al. I don't understand any of it. We're told that the 11 and the 7 are the big games, and then one of the big games goes at 2.30. We don't have any idea anymore. Well, the, the SEC games are always the big games at 2.30, if it's not a night game. Yeah, but maybe – yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, Tennessee, Georgia, that's unbelievable. That's the same time. They're all at the same time. Yep. We're going to have to have the TVs going at Othello. Well, you got Texas-Kansas State, though, the night game, right? They put that in prime time. Well, I would hope so because that's a big game for the Big 12. Um, all right, let's take an OGE break. OGE has uh, paperless billing, safe and secure. Go to OGE.com. I'm in today at Travis Watkins Tax. We'll be telling you all about them. Mr. Barry Trammell joins us next. This is the home of the Oklahoma City Thunder, the sports animal, and this has been the award winning dominant duo. Now, now, Barry Trammell joins Al Eshbach and Jim Traber. This is Total Dominance on AM 640 and 98.1 FM, WWLS, the sports animal. We're back. I'm here today at Travis Watkins Tax, joined by Mr. Al Eshbach and Mr. Barry Trammell. This show's known as the Total Dominance Hour. Tram, how you doing today? Not too bad. 
Champ, thorough embarrassment in uh, Stillwater. I thought Jenny wrote a great article. Very rarely, I'll give it up to her, very rarely to people other than you in this market will write an article like she wrote. She basically said that Gundy deserves a bunch of blame. Why would he change the practice schedule? A lot of different things. I know people are hurt, uh, but that was just a thorough embarrassment, Tram. It was. It was even more than embarrassing. It was alarming. Because, yeah. you know, you go to Kansas State and lose. I mean, there's no shame in that. They're a good team, tough place to play. But that was no show. That was that was non-competitive. That was just alarming. So everything had been so, you know, on such a great, on such a great uh, track for OSU football for a long time, this year and last year. You know, they're only lost double overtime at a team that's now – Six or eight, no. Coming off a win over Texas, and they go up there and don't even put up a fight. I don't understand it. I'm completely mystified by it. It 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 it, it 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 is, and I think it's we we it's we said it's like OU Texas, but totally embarrassed. But there was a we could see what why at OU OU stinks on defense. OSU ain't good on defense either. But offensively, I mean. Come on, OSU is to not score a point is crazy, insane. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I have no idea what's going on there. Um, I assume since Spencer Sanders pretty hurt, but even if he is, that's not forty-eight nothing. Maybe that's forty-eight. Champ, what about him being in a game at forty-one nothing and getting? Well, that was that was just non. That's nonsense. You know what happens, Jim? Nice. All the time people leave the people in. And I'll say on the radio, you guys know it. You've been around me a long time. I say, well, they're lucky he didn't get hurt. Lucky he didn't get hurt. Well, guess what? Their star got hurt at 41 to nothing. That's just unacceptable, Tram. Yeah, especially a guy that's banged Already up anyway. Hurt. Yeah. Get him out of there. I mean, it's clear at halftime they weren't coming back. That's clear at halftime. When, it, when they got to 35 nothing. Wasn't it at halftime, I think? 35? Yes, 35, nothing and a half. Well, I think what you 35. do is you, you bring him back to start the second half, see if you can get a drive, maybe get some momentum. Then after a drive or two, get him out of there. I'll tell you what, if, if he doesn't play against Kansas, man, I mean, they're in trouble. I said to Alan, it's it's really eerie, eerie how OU and OSU are almost exactly the same. They got quarterbacks they have to have. Their backup, quarter, backup situation looks horrible, and their defenses are both horrible. It's it's crazy, right, Tram? They're the same. Yeah, um, it is. I'm trying to think of other similarities or differences, but great. You know, Both of them matter. have a bunch of wide receivers. Uh, let me let me let me ask, let me ask you, Barry, because you know the the Jay Wilkinson story, and I I, I, I truly believe oh you was a national championship in '63 with Jay Wilkinson, but uh. It, it's not a good look that you think having when you put yourself in position having your son quarterbacking. No, um, I just thirty minutes ago finished a column about that. Basically, I think Gunnar Gundy's going to start a game this year. I don't think there's any way Spencer's going to answer the bell every Saturday. He's too beat up. So one, I don't know if it's this week. I don't know if it's. I don't know when it is, but. Did, I think let me ask you, at the press conference today, did anybody ask him about the uh, of the other kid who was a four-star kid, uh, Garrett well, Rainbow? We asked, anybody ask about we it? Asked, we asked about the backups, and he talked about it, about both. 
and what he say? we talked extensively about about uh, Gunner. He said he's very talented, uh, Garrett yeah. Ringo. Of course. What else is he going to say? He's his son. Yeah. What's yeah, he going to well, say? I mean, yeah, my about, son's not very good. I mean, come on. Well, he's not talking about – he's talking – I'm saying he, he, he's talking about the talent of Garrett Rangel. He said he's a very oh, good quarterback. Oh, I very, thought you said his son, Gunner. No, okay, I'm sorry. No, Rangel. Yeah, Garrett okay. Rangel. Uh, or Rangel. It's Rangel, they were saying. Um, so he was high on him, just freshman, and then, you know, still learning the offense, that kind of stuff. Um, but I do agree. I think it's a bad situation because – you know, it's it it's got a if it doesn't if it if it doesn't work great, it's going to be a mess. Even if it's okay, you know, even if Garrett, even if if Gunnar Gundy is the Spencer Sanders of 2019, let's see, yeah, 2019. This is fourth year. If he was the Spencer Sanders of 2019 and 2020, that's going to be a big mess. Tram, Tram, listen. Uh, Al's probably sick of me. I've said this for years and years, all the way back to the Nathan Simmons deal. Your son better either be a superstar or has no chance to play, right? One or the other. In between, it's going to be a problem. Hey, Gunner well, Gundy. Especially look, quarterback. Yeah, yeah well, you're especially right. Especially quarterback. Right. But, but the Nathan yeah. Simmons thing, I, that's when I was covering the team, Tram. Those players were so mad that Jamal Fobbs was not playing. I mean, livid. The players were. And frankly, some of the coaches were too. But, but, Tram, listen, I don't, he might turn out to be much better. I'll come on the air and say he was. But in my opinion, Gunnar Gundy should be starting at like a North Texas or maybe a Southwest Missouri or something like that. That's where he should be playing. But nowadays, you got to have a big time quarterback if you're planning on winning conference titles. Yeah. And you know what? To me, Gunnar could be, I, 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 frankly, I have no idea how good he is or how good he could be. I'm not, I have no, I haven't seen enough or any of him to make a judgment. I'm just talking about the social aspects of a coach, father, quarterback, son has the potential to be a big mess to me. Well, even if he's, even if he was a highly recruited guy, which heck, I don't know how much he was or if his name was Fitzsimmons, and his dad's the you know the postmaster in Stillwater. Maybe he would have been more highly recruited. People thinking they could get a chance at him. I don't know. Um, I just think it's a difficult social situation. The potential for a split locker room, coaching dissension, all those things. I just think it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, I uh, I agree. We will see what happens. I think. Listen, I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. I think he might start this week. I mean, if that I shoulder continues to get hurt, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. I it it's hard to keep on going out there when your shoulder's killing you. Your throwing shoulder. Uh, let's take an OGE break. OGE has uh, paperless billing, safe and secure. Go to OGE.com. You know, a lot of business owners are calling Travis Watkins tax right now because their tax guy said they didn't qualify for the employee retention tax credit. Guess what? You might. They changed the rules. He just finished one that was over a million dollars. Call him 405-451-3399, 451-3399. More with Mr. Al Eshbeck and Mr. Barry Trammell on the home of the Thunder. This show's known as the Total Dominance Hour. And now, more Total Dominance. Total Dominance Hour. On 98.1 FM, WWLS, the Sports Animal. And we are back, back with the show known in Bombay as the total dominance hour. 
Jim's Law Office of Travis Williams. He's going to tell you all about it. Uh, uh, what about uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Iowa State? You were up there. I thought it was a good, solid win by the Sooners. You know, it's like we said, Iowa State's really good on defense, and they they really slowed OU down, really gave up 20 points. They got the Stutzman touchdown. Was it, you know, they ran two yards for it. But in college football, do you allow an offense like OU's only 20 points? You played some good football. So uh, it was upon the OU defense to win that battle of not very good units, and the OU defense, you know, came through, which I thought was very good. So that's a game they could have lost, and they didn't. And at five and three, they're sort of back on track for a pretty good season if they can if they can continue. But it's it's going to get harder. Um, Iowa State and Kansas, two of the three worst teams in the league, I would say at this point. So Baylor and then Tech and and OSU are going to be much tougher to beat. But they got the chance to finish strong. Yeah, we, what would we say before the game, Al? If they scored 35 or 40 points, it would be horrific for the yeah. defense. They didn't do that. And you know what I loved? I loved they watched film. Remember, I was telling you about this kid against Texas. He did well. But you know why? Because they didn't hit him at all. They watched film of that game and said, we got to get in this kid's face. And they blitzed and they schemed for it. And they hit him and he couldn't throw the ball. That, that, was, a, that was a great move by their defense. They did a really nice job of going after him. Because he's, if you let him throw, he's, he's got a decent arm. And I love, like, Stutzman, they run that out. We, after the game, we were talking. They ran that crossing route, and he just stood there, and it was wide open for a touchdown. They ran it again, and he went back, put his head on a swivel, saw that the guy was coming across, and then made a move with it and intercepted the ball. I haven't seen a linebacker at OU, very few over the past five, six years, make that play. Very few. And, and so – so at least it looks like they're getting a little better is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Now, I was a little bit confused because I'm with you. I thought, oh, you blitzed more Saturday. And I marked no, they did. When I, when I noticed a blitz, I marked it down. And I hadn't counted them up. But I, my impression was they're blitzing more. And then after the game, I asked Brent. I said, did you, did you blitz more? He said, no, we probably blitzed less. So I was confused. I don't. I'm I don't confused. agree with him. I'm well, sorry. I, I mean, that, yeah, I'm with. I mean, you guys. I it seemed the like they blitz a lot more. Yeah. I don't need to write anything yeah. down. I'm watching. And the other thing they did, Tram, is, you know, okay, maybe they didn't bring six dudes a lot, but they brought four and sometimes five, and they ran some stunts. They were yeah. messing with Iowa State's offensive line. Well, and now they, they, they ran they, the they, they, they they ran the four man front the whole game virtually right. except a and couple of long yards. And they'd bring one more with him at times. Five. And then they'd bring somebody, usually a linebacker, but sometimes a DB. So, uh, you know, and Hunter Deckers did not run much. He had zero runs, uh, run designs, and then he had uh, one sack and three scrambles. So, he didn't seem. Very, uh, very curious to run much. And if you're a defense, that's what you love. I've got back-to-back text messages from dudes that played football in college, one at OSU, one at OU. Both of them said they definitely sent more men than normal. So I don't know why Brent's saying that. Maybe he doesn't want to give things away. I don't know. I just know that they had had more pressure because they brought at least four and sometimes five and six. That's what I was watching. Yeah. Well, I think also was encouraging Oklahoma. They didn't have 
receivers go wide by him that they've been doing in the other games this year. Yeah. Hey, listen, for the first game since he's been here, Woody Washington played really well. Right? Am I right, Al? Really, at first I thought he time. Played, yeah, I, yeah, I thought Woody Washington played really well. Got him back at really cornerback. Well. Yeah, he played really well. And then I talked about Stutzman with the with the making an adjustment. I mean, that's really, really good. So they got better. They got better. Now, they did play the worst offensive team in the league. So let's see. This week, obviously, Baylor's on a mission to win every game the rest of the way and say, hey, we what we did at the beginning of the year was wrong. Because they obliterated Tech. Were you guys surprised by that game? I was. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much you saw of it. I didn't get to see all of it. I got turnovers, to see bits and right? pieces. Bunch of turnovers, turnovers, yeah. But, you know, they got Tech back in. It was They had a big lead, and then Tech got back within 24-17, and then they spurted back away. Uh, I don't know that it was a dominating performance, but it was a very encouraging performance, I thought, by Baylor. You know, they've – They've uh, here, here's the situation with Baylor. If they win out, they're in the Big 12 title game unless OSU wins out. So Baylor's still playing for something. Yeah. yeah. So ba- right. Baylor's still they're playing they're for something. Their schedule is tough. They're not playing the West Virginia's of the world anymore or the BYU's. Yeah. They're playing a tough schedule. Yeah, they got K State. They got they got they got. Well, they got OU, K State, TCU, TCU, Texas, and K State left. Yeah. And plus OU and whoever. Uh, and OU, that's the four games. Yeah. By the way, by the way, speaking of the Big 12, did you guys see that Texas is favored at Kansas State? By one oh, point. Yeah. Two and a that's half. A, it's up to two and a half. That's, you know, Texas, that's just, you know, Texas is always more favored than they ought to be. That's you're just right. Texas factor. No, you're right. Just, Oklahoma's uh, the same way in Vegas. I mean, yeah. There's about 10 schools in the country that are always favored more than they should be. And and OU and Texas are both there. I agree with you, Tram. You're right on the money. Well, that should be a good, good game. game. Yeah, that will be yeah, a good game. Is good. right. I will be looking forward to that. That's a night game if I remember, right? Is that right? It is. I think that's the 6 o'clock yeah. game. And, o, and OS, OU at 2 o'clock. Tram, I said this to Al. In August, if I had come on the air and said, you know, guys, uh, the OU Baylor game in uh, beginning of November, it's going to be on ESPN Plus. I think all of y'all would have got together and tried to kick me off the radio. Am I right? Is that crazy would, that this game is on ESPN unlikely, Plus? Yeah. Seems there are a lot of people that, that picked this been. as the championship game. You're right. <laughs> well, they were one, two in the preseason poll. I know. And OSU was three, right? Yeah. Yeah. ESPN Plus, though, champ. That's crazy. Well, Part of that is marketing. Um, right. ESPN wants they, people to buy it, right? You, that's exactly right. And here's the deal. They've got an OU game that is not huge in terms of national appeal. Sooners have fallen. Uh, Baylor's fallen. So, like, people in Wisconsin and California and Virginia aren't naturally going to flock to an Oklahoma-Baylor game. So here's a chance to put OU on and try to entice the big fan base to, to pony up some money for, for ESPN+. Plus. I think it's a perfect storm for that. Hey, hey, hey by the way, i got to get on some. Lane Kiffin's one, my, a new idol of mine, dude. Did you, did you see him after that game? Said? I did, did watch you... him on the post game. Yeah, on the, on the sideline. Was, I mean, was that not classic? <laughs> <laughs> He's a hoot. He is big time. Oh, you my know, God, I, that was great, wasn't it? I think, I think there's a chance that he could get in a fight sometime. 
at, at, I at think midfield. he's too smart for that. I think he's too smart I'm for not that. talking about him. I'm talking about someone just drilling him. I, it ain't got nothing to do with him. If he keeps talking <laughs> about some of these coaches, one of them's going to drill him. Well, I, I wouldn't mean, recommend that. That would be a career. Well, I wouldn't injury. either. I'm just saying that people get sick and tired of that. I like him too, Al. I'm with you with what he's saying. I just think that the people are going to be mad, right? Well, I think people are already mad at Jimbo. Nobody likes that dude. You're right. You're right. Nobody likes him, and he just keeps yeah, on losing. People, yeah. Lane Kiffin is more popular than Jimbo Fisher in the in the SEC no uh, doubt. College of Coaches. What about Harson yeah. getting fired, guys? No surprise. And there's talk that Kiffin's a leading candidate there. He he better not leave Mississippi. He'd be stupid to leave Mississippi. Go to Auburn. He would. He would be a. He can get better players, and he can win bigger at Auburn. But the chances that he'll be fired quickly are much much greater. So people at Mississippi got to be in love with him right now, right? Yes. You would think. You would. This is the best season they've had start since nineteen sixty two, when a guy named Glenn Griffin was quarterbacking him. And here's the other thing. Somebody made a good point. I don't know who it was. Was it somebody? Um, Probably me. You know, the, the, the game, they, it might have been you earlier when I was listening. The, if, you're at, if you're at Auburn, the game that really sort of weighs on everybody's mind is Alabama. At Ole Miss, the game that really weighs on everybody's mind is the Egg Bowl. That's right. It's one of those it's games that's easier to win. Yeah, <laughs> you know Mississippi it, it, State or Alabama. By the way, Skinny said the Hugh Freeze at Auburn. He said they won't mind a cheater. That's a pretty good point. Well, he's right about that. It wouldn't they? They wouldn't. They would. They would hire Hugh Freeze in a heartbeat. Hey, we went out. We went over today on the air. You know, we were talking about because Matt Ravis said, "Is Auburn really that good of a job?" You know, and and this is what I said. We went over it today. There's only 21 schools in the entire country that have ever won a national championship. Al, think about that. What do we got? A hundred and what is it now? One hundred twenty-two. How many is in, in the? One hundred thirty-one. One hundred thirty-one. Okay. One hundred thirty-one schools, and we counted them out today. I missed a couple, but people helped me. Were you listening then, Tram? Twenty. No, I was not. Twenty-one teams in the country schools have won a national championship, so that's why Auburn is a better job than people give it. You know that people think. Don't you agree, Al? Yeah. The the but one though, what and what Barry says, it, it it's a it's a if they've done things, but you want no part of it because they're going to fire you. Yeah, even if you win a championship, you're getting fired. So, because here's listen, it, I think we need to distinguish between two different things: good job and can you win there. That's two different things. Okay. I think Brian, can you win bigger at Auburn than you can at Ole Miss? Can you win bigger at Auburn than you can at Boise State? Well, of course. But I wouldn't leave either place to take the Auburn job. Because not only will they fire you, they'll fire you quick. I mean, they don't... Yeah, they, they don't just, care. They, they but don't then, care. you they know what? Then you get a big old check. Yeah, by well, the way, you get a did, big you old guys, check. did you guys see Auburn's um, statement today? What? I did not. What did I did not say? either. They didn't even mention Harson's name. Well, they yeah, said, kind of we're going in a new direction as the leader of our football program. Uh, we're going to find somebody. We're going to start now. We're going to find somebody that can get us back to where we think we should be, basically, is what they said. They never mentioned his name. You know what I said to that? 
they're going to – you know what? When they direct deposit the money the rest of the way, they're going to know his name. They're going to put it in his checking account. <laughs> so I don't think million. he really cares where they said his name. Buyout. <laughs> How much is it? You look at – million. Jeez. How much Here's are they giving now, Trim? How much are they in for for teams, for coaches? Oh, I don't know, Malzahn's – I think they've probably got Gene Chizik paid off. So I think it's just Gus, Malzahn, and now Harson. But they fired, they, they fired, um... The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Gus Malzahn, with a record of 68 and 35, coaching in the SEC West, 68 Jeez. and 35. That's crazy. And That's really he good. also took them to the national championship game in 2013. They fired Gene Chizik uh, after two seasons after winning the national championship. They fired <laughs> Tommy Tuberville with a better record than Gus Malzahn have. Tuberville was 85 and 40 and had gone unbeaten in 2004. They fired him in 2008. They fired Terry Bowden with a record of 47, 17, and one. So that's it's not a, it's not a sane place to work. Can you it's believe that, Al? Is that not crazy? Yeah, that's it. Hey, I tell you, talking about the SEC, Tennessee is unbelievable. On I, I was so dead wrong. I thought that would they, be a terrible spot for them. I'll tell you what, Mark Stoops' team stunk, too. They were terrible. Yeah. Turnovers and everything else, they looked ridiculous. But you're well, right, Well, the Al. quarterback, ain't, I can't see him being a high first-round draft pick. I know he had some problems, but he looked terrible. But he did Tennessee's look terrible, offense, but... Tennessee, you know what? I, I used to think that Lincoln Riley was the best OC now. I think Josh Heupel may be the best offensive guy in the country. Well, I don't know if I'm ready to go there, but it's impressive. It's what really he's doing impressive. in that conference, I mean, is ridiculous. And, and remember, right. Lincoln wanted no part of bringing his act into, into that conference. No, you're, no, you're exactly right. That's a good right. point. It's a good point. And you've in, buried the lead, Al. You've buried the lead. Tennessee on Saturday night, I think, forever beat back any – Did we lose Tramp? Oh, That's my God. Oh, we're just waiting to see uh, any we done – Oh, my Eddie. God. Wow. What that a way to lose a guy. I'm going to we'll predict. Get him back. When he, we're getting, we're going to get him back. I'm going to predict that he was going to say. I'm back. Okay. okay. All I'm we back, heard guys. was any, but I'm going to predict what you're getting ready to say. They beat back okay. any chance if they only lose to Georgia of them. Get, they will definitely get into the final four. Is that what you were going to say? No, but I sort of agree with you. I think that's a very good point. Okay. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say. Tennessee on Saturday night beat back any criticism anywhere in American football of opposition to alternate uniforms. I thought those <laughs> uniforms were awesome. I did too. I, I, I all that did orange too. trim on the black. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh man, they were really cool. That that is interesting because I couldn't even tell you what they looked like. Oh, black, black with orange. I remember the black numbers now. and everything. 
By the way, guys, here's here's the buyouts. Chiswick seven point five, Malzone, Malzon twenty one point four five million, Harson fifteen million. Those are the so those are the buyouts. Chiswick, I don't know. Still paying Chiswick? I think they might be. Yeah, that's forty million years ago. (laughs) Chiswick got 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 fired uh, ten years ago. Wow. He might. They may have. They may have done it like in small increments. Maybe he did a Bobby Bonilla deal. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe so. So well, hey, that- before he go, before Tram goes, we got to comment on the most absurd comeback of all time by the Thunder. Um, Tram Saturday night, we nine nine thousand nine hundred seventy five and one. Al, that's what teams were when they were up sixteen or more with four minutes to go in a game. Nine thousand nine hundred and seventy-five and one. What are your thoughts, Tram? Well, I think it's glorious for the Thunder and those guys. I mean, that'll that'll benefit them for the next wherever they go. That'll benefit them for eight to ten years. Um, I can tell you a couple of critical. Here's here's how you lose a game, or here's how you win a game down sixteen with four minutes left. You play out of your mind, which they did. No Isaiah turnovers. Joe. Isaiah Joe. Seven of nine shooting. Thunder <laughs> was seven of nine shooting down the stretch. Um, played great defense. Didn't let Dallas, you know, make a field goal. I think it was 0 of 6 shooting. Lou Dort was all over uh, Donkic. But you still have to have some help. And here's how Dallas helped them. And think about this the next time you're watching a team try to put a game away. Early in that stretch, uh, Dallas got the ball, and they worked for a shot, and they missed. And I think it was Dort, but it might have been Baisley. Somebody grabbed the rebound. Maybe an Isaiah Joe. Anyway, they grabbed the rebound. Donkic went over his back and fouled him. That's an unbelievably bad play. You foul in the backcourt when you're in the penalty? Tramp, the I'll, Thunder I'll got add two, on, Tramp, two points. Add on to you two points. Two points without the clock. It would have taken them 15 seconds to get those two points. Listen, though, let me tell you this. They could have just stood there and ran the clock down 24 seconds. They win the game. Probably so. That's all they had to do. You just got to run it all the way down. Clock management took the whole time. I mean, it was unbelievable. And then Doncic has a tremendous shot to win it, and he misses. And then I'd have bet a bunch of money that they were going to win it overtime. Thunder. An 18-foot fadeaway is not a great shot. For him, it's a good shot. He knocks I'll that shot he's, down a lot of times. I'll bet he's not over 35% in his career on that shot. Yeah. I've seen him hit that shot a decent amount. I don't know, I don't know what his percentage would be. And then it's the other play. shot that he could make it. The other play was the Thunder cuts it down to nine or something. I forgot exactly. And Dallas calls timeout, two and a half minutes left. And they come out. And Dort swipes the inbounds pass. Yeah, I remember that, and, yeah. And gets the ball back and gets, flips it to somebody, and they throw it back to him. He gets a layup. Scored, he scored two baskets in like five seconds. That's the only way Tim, you can win is if you lengthen the game. I tried to tell Al about a month ago that Isaiah Joe was going to be a star, and he would not listen to me. <laughs> so I, I tried to tell you, Al. Come on, listen. I will, I will. <laughs> Isaiah Joe. I forgot he was even on the team. Uh, I, hey, Barry, thanks. See you, Tram. See you, guys. Jim, what's going on, Travis Watkins? Well, right now um, they got this employee retention tax credit. Everybody remembers about it, but a lot of people got turned down. But they've changed things. The rules have changed. The IRS has changed it. 
So if you want to call out here, 405-451-3399 and ask about it, you may do money. They just closed the deal for somebody, a company for over a million dollars. 405-451-3399. Let's take an OG&E break. Paperless billing. It's safe and secure. Go check it out, OG&E.com. 98.1 FM. Good sports animal. Up next, Dean. More than total. Dominance. Hour. Now, Dean Blevins joins Al Eshbach and Jim Traver. This is Total Dominance on 98.1 FM, WWLS, the sports animal. And we're back, back with the show known in Guadalcanal as the Toto. Total. Dominance. Our uh, Jim's over. Oh, Travis Watkins be telling you all about it. Dean, how you doing today? Hey, good, good. Things are good. Thank you. Well, let's start with the K State. You know, Dino. First of all, happy birthday to your boy Carson. This, you know, my oldest daughter was born today on Halloween. Oh, is that right? Well, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Very big cool. Day. Big day, big day. I'll pass that along. Thank you. Yeah, let him know that we're thinking about him. Also praying for him. All right, just let him know. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Thanks. K-State, Dean, OSU K-State. You know, it it really surprised me. Um, One of the reasons is I think OSU's won eight of ten against ranked teams, and I I just didn't see that one. I didn't see that one coming. You guys both know for the last couple of years, I've been in love with Kansas State and this coach, and I think we saw again why the other day. Maybe OSU wasn't quite as good as we thought, um, but at the same time, they're good enough to be really competitive in the league. It's just that uh, Kansas State, you know, had their number the other day, and, you know, John and I, Oklahoma and I were talking, uh, as ugly as that Oklahoma 49 and nothing loss was, this one was just as ugly. I mean, you could debate it, but at least it's debatable, and that's really sad because those are two of the ugliest losses in, in history. Um, well, Al, Al brought State, up a good point. Al brought up a good point. OSU had their starting quarterback too, so that probably makes well, that no, one a little bit worse. Yeah. yeah, that's the big difference. Um, you know that the, their situation moving forward is going to be interesting, guys, because I don't know that that shoulder of Spencer Sanders was re-injured to the degree that it, you know it's going to need surgery and it's done, but it's it's significant. And you know there have been a, a couple of times when Gunnar Gundy felt he was going to start, prepared to start, and then, then Spencer Sanders is able to come in. But you, you get that pressure on him, uh, you see what it can do. I think that's what happened with OU up at Iowa State. They've got just enough pressure on the quarterback to make him uncomfortable. He's not very good right now, and so that made it a little bit easier for Oklahoma. Um, but the quarterback situation moving forward in Stillwater um, is going to be very interesting. How much could Gunner – uh, when, if he is the guy, he would be the one they would go to. Um, so we'll see how, how Spencer is. But that's 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 a bad situation for them right now, coming off that loss with him uh, in a sling or, or not feeling 100%. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about that today, uh, Dean. It's uh, Nepotism is not a good thing. It's just not. You, you either have to be great or don't play at all, one or the other. And I, I yeah. just think this could turn into something ugly. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but 
You know, um, I think Gunnar Gundy's a nice football player. I do not think he's a starting quarterback at a big school that's trying to win conference championships. Uh, maybe he'll prove me wrong. But uh, I tell you, they got to get they got to get a quarterback up there. I don't know Spencer Sanders. I would I think since Spencer Sanders is leaving, guys. I mean, first of all, you look at guys in the NFL that are getting chances. I think he's as good or better than. And then now, now that he's hurt, Al. I mean, he's got to start thinking. I mean, do I want to come back and get maybe get hurt again? Well, you know? he's been there five years. Yeah, you're right. So, so, yeah, if, I, I don't. Yeah, I've I've heard I, I've heard uh, that there is a really good chance that he does come back. But, you know, well, we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, the situation is real simple up there right now. You got two different conversations. One is uh, the awkward position that you find yourself in if you have someone who's who's not an elite quarterback as your son and most aren't uh under head coaches but that's that's one issue by itself that's a philosophical issue do you do it in the first place uh and the other one is what do you do right now moving forward and i have talked to uh people i have a hundred percent confidence in um that have been around let's just say this situation and that family forever and in the words of one of them, it's not even close between Gunnar Gundy uh, and Ringle. Um, so Gundy is apparently the guy that uh, would definitely be the one to, to get the to get the to get the uh, start or be able to to go in. Well, they I don't better know hope how good he is. They I better hope. Was, I know he was offered. I know he was offered. Apparently, I know that it was Texas Tech one. That that offered him, and, and I was told that it, there were two Big Twelve schools that offered. He, he was a three-star quarterback. He was not highly recruited guy. I mean, that's the bottom okay. line with it. I'm just telling you, Al. I'm, I'm just reporting what homework yeah. I've done. So the homework I've done is that he was a three-star quarterback. Right. He was offered two scholarships in the Big Twelve conference. Mike Gundy said, "I'm not coaching against my son." And so when you make that decision, then you know you you put yourself in the middle of it. And I think that's where he is. His feet aren't elite. His feet aren't what you really need in the Big 12 to escape and be who you want to be. Um, he is obviously very, very smart. I understand extremely accurate and has, has always been that. Uh, not an elite arm. Um, and, and the feet aren't there. But he is definitely the option. And I think that's where the conversation has to go. That's the option you have right now. Where, let me ask you this. Were either one of you bothered at all by when they were showing his hands and he was shaking when he was trying to get the snap? Did that bother either one of you all at all? It was uh, unusual. I, I noticed it. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure yeah, because, I mean, he had, he's played before. They were down by a million points. I don't know if that's a real nervous situation. And I don't – listen, I don't know what it was. I, don't, I mean – I don't know. It's just it's just when I saw it, I just was like, wow. Why, that doesn't... why was Sanders in the game when they're down 41 nothing? It's horrible. It's ridiculous. That's, that's another that's thing, uh, Dean, that that's unbelievable that you got him in there at 41 nothing. Yeah, you, you just can't do it. You know, you don't want it to get worse. You want to get points up and all that. I understand the pride thing, but uh, you just can't do it. You just can't do it. Especially if he's had no, problems that... injury-wise. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, jeez. We, you know, Dean, we talk about that all the time, and, then, and but we always say, well, lucky no one got hurt. Well, this time someone did get hurt, the most important dude on your squad. Yeah. So that's just right. a mistake. It's a bad – and then right. what about – look, we have – for the OSU fans that are getting mad, we have bowed down to Mike Gundy 
all – I mean, Al and I have been glowing over what the guy can do. But for him to say they didn't practice normal, what the heck is that, Dean? Well, I admire him, Jim, for coming out and, and putting it on himself and saying, here's what I did. He That's decided fair. to go a different route to change his system. And um, interestingly, that was at about the same time Brent Venables down here was – you know, being told that the guys are really tired, you got to cut back, and so they did. I'm sure Mike's had nothing to do with that, but it is that time of season, and so uh, he had the right intentions. But, I, I mean, I'm giving him the, the benefit of the doubt and saying that, hey, at least he's being honest about it, putting it on his himself, and we'll see now how they bounce back um, at Kansas. That's fair. No, that's a solid – you're right. I mean, I, I agree with you as far as he had the – you know, he had the – the guts to come out and say what actually happened of course he was taking it off his players which you know which a great coach does i mean so i give him all that i don't know it's just the whole game and the week and everything was just really weird for being al as big of a game as it was the whole thing was really weird what about all you i thought jim jim i thought that the the texas game you sure want to to celebrate and all of that uh you know, but but at some point, is it too much? It, it can bleed over, you know, in, into your next performance. And sure trust can. me, Kleiman's not a guy you want to be bleeding over from a big emotional win and maybe not have all your act together and some injured players, and then you get some more injured. That that was uh, looking kind of uh, ugly from the very beginning. Well, and also, Dean, you know Kleiman was wearing his squad out because they gave up that huge lead to TCU. Yep. Yep. So, yep. I mean, the attitudes, Al, going into that game for each coach and team were totally different, you know. What about what about OU? Well, it's a good win, Al. I mean, I, I don't – we don't know how, how good they're going to be, but, man, all you can do is go win. And they, they did it. It was an important win, no question um, about it. Uh, I, I thought that they, they improved. Um, the upside is limited, but, hey, Go get a Big 12 win. I, I thought that, oh, you've got a little bit of pressure on the guy. You know, they don't, they've only had one sack in like seven weeks. So they at least did get a – or longer than that. Uh, no, no, I guess it's less than that. But anyway, they did get just a little bit of pressure there. I thought Billy Bowman being back in the secondary help, he played 44 of the 86 snaps, and he's not close to 100%. But he's tough enough and wants to be out there. And I think just his presence out there limited their busts in the secondary. And it also allowed Woody Washington to get back to corner. So I thought that 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 really helped him. Um, But it was a fourth-quarter game. They had to come through, and they did, and they're a better team for it. I don't think – I was really surprised at at, at Iowa State. I thought they were better than that. But uh, offensively, they are really poor. I thought it was brilliant that they put pressure – I really did, Dean, because the kid, this kid, I kept telling you guys, that Texas game, he looked good because they weren't in his face. Oh, you got in his face, he didn't look good at all. And they can't run the ball at all. They're they're one of the worst running teams I think I've ever seen, Al. Yeah, 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 you're right about that. They... Their running game is is non-existent. Meanwhile, so, yeah. meanwhile, the dude who played running back for him last year was going to be the rookie of the year before he broke his leg in half up there with the Jets. Yeah, how do you go yeah. from that to this? Bryce That's Hall. crazy. Yeah, 
Well, they're just offensively, they're they're not there. So you, you certainly don't want to go lose 11 a.m. kickoff in Ames. A lot of guys hadn't been there. You definitely cannot go lose. And I thought that they played, played well overall. They're, they will have to play better to beat Baylor this weekend and to, to win the majority of the remaining games. But, hey, you take a win at this point. Yeah, and you're, and you're favorite in every game you got left. Yep. So Could be, yeah. Go in. Well, right now they are, I would think. Yeah, they're I mean, a five right, point, right now. They're a five-point favorite against OSU right now. Five-point favorite. Yeah. So If it change, I don't know if it'll change between now and then, but that's what it is right now. It, but, yeah, Iowa State, let me tell you something. Yeah. Iowa State's got a good defense. I thought OU did a decent job offensively against them. That's a good – they're the best defense in the league, I think. I thought, Levin, maybe I thought Kansas this State. was Levy's – I thought this was Levy's best game. They had that week off, so I thought he implemented a lot of different looks and different things, and – Got the ball to the guys who needed it, put his guys in position, and... The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Also, guys, uh, did you notice that, that most of the time, not all of it, they changed tempos some, and so they picked it up some, which is fine. But I, I really like the fact that they slowed down offensively. You're going to have fewer busts. Your linemen are going to figure things out a lot better if you do that, and you're going to help your defense tremendously if you do that. So I, I thought that was a big element of it. But uh, the guys played well, but I, I thought Levy uh, deserved a, a game ball. Well, I'll tell you what, Mim, Mim's had his worst game since he's been at OU, huh, guys? Terrible game. Oh, that was ugly. That was I mean, ugly. I believe and then Willis, first play from you know, scrimmage. Now, it did get called back. You bring up that. But, man, yeah. right in his hands. And they then were, a couple you know, others, they so. had 11 targets to their top two guys, Willis and Mims, and so they complete four for, I think, 24 yards. Uh, that's not going to hack it uh, against, uh, you know, Baylor and, and OSU. No. Hey, hey, thanks, Dino. See you, Dean. Okay, Good guys. stuff. Adios. Jim, what's going on at Travis Watkins? Well, right now they got the uh, employee retention tax credit. I'm sure people have heard about it because they thought, oh, it must be over. It's not over. Some of you all out there, you run a business, you think, I can't get that. Let's check. Seriously, all you got to do is call over here, talk to one of the experts at Travis Watkins Tax, and you might be getting that refundable check that you need. 405 405-451-3399. 451-3399. Let's take an OG&E break. Uh, paper's building. It, it's simple, secure, safe. Go to OG&E.com. Check it out. 98.1 FM. Did a sports center. We'll come back with one more statement to the total. Dominance. Hour. I have no idea what this song is. Do you, do, do, Let it Jim? keep playing. Oh, man. I, I need more. I need less. I can't. I, who is it? I can't remember. It's, uh, this is one of your favorite bands, Jim. Oh, it's it's Talking Heads. The Talking Heads, and uh, the, 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 is that uh, 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 Psycho Killer? There you Psycho go. Killer. There you go. Nice. Ding. Very good. Ding. Very good. But I, need, I needed to hear the voice. Yeah. Psycho what, Killer. What? 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 Grabbed you in the NFL? 
yesterday? Oh, uh, Buffalo's really, really, really good. Uh, uh, I've ne- I don't know if I've ever been so wrong on a player than Jalen Hurts. I mean, the dude, not only oh, is he a starter in the NFL, he might win the MVP. To, the, to Brown between oh, the those, two. It was a great catch, but it was a great pass, dude. Those two, those two in the corner. The very first oh. touchdown, Minka Fitzpatrick, I don't, he acted like he was drunk. I mean, he's right there. But the other two were so perfectly thrown, it was beyond belief. I mean, just he just put it right in the basket. It was perfect. The guy is they're on. Hey, let me tell you, I don't know if Philly can win the Super Bowl, but they are set up to be really good for a bunch of years. You're right. That's a great. That's a, yeah. That that organization really has done an amazing job. Just amazing a great job. job. Yeah, and um, uh, the 49ers and McCaffrey. Wow. Hey, they're going to be and, really and, good. And let me tell you, and w- watching watching B- Buffalo is unbelievable. Let me tell you, Aaron Rodgers. He should criticize himself sometime instead of. Uh, bitching about other players on his team. No way. No way. He would never do that. You, you, you're right. Yeah. He'll never do that. Hey, listen. I mean, come on. This dude, he, at the end of this season, he should either do he, two things. He should retire or he should go to the team and said, I want to get rid of my contract. Just pay me, instead of it, $50 it, million, pay me $20 million and let's go ahead and get some other players. Yeah. And, he, and, and, one and, or the and, other. And it looked like the body language. No one even talks to me. He just goes sits on a bench it. by himself. By the way, did you see Tyler Lockett, what he said, up in, up in Seattle? I did not see what Tyler Lockett said. He said, boy, it sure is fun to win a game and, and, and play with pe- win a game with people that don't care about them getting the credit. Wow. Yeah. They, they couldn't stand Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, And I would love to hear these people now. talk about Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I mean, that's... Uh, Isn't that, that bad? That is bad. That is bad. I tell you what, San Francisco McCaffrey's so good, Jim. Oh, my he? gosh. When he, if he could just stay healthy. He's oh, my goodness what he you can do. You see that do. pass he threw? You know, with yes. brothers are both quarterbacks. I know. And he said, I wanted to be a quarterback, but I couldn't throw like them. But that, that <laughs> pass, man, that was beautiful. Well, and, and, and again, Shanahan is so brilliant. What he brilliant. does... Uh, with that offense, right? And with him? And, and and I'll just say this. Jimmy Garoppolo's not as good as all those stars, but that dude's a good player, I agree. I, I totally agree. You can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely. They went to the Super Bowl yes. with him. Yes. And, you know, listen, every once in a while he throws a pass and you go, what are you doing, dude? He'll throw it right in the linebacker or whatever. But he, he plays winning football. Yeah. And he has, you know, his best receiver out. Exactly. Uh, and their defense is good. They're going to be tough. 49ers. This is the way I look at it. I almost would guarantee the winner of Buffalo and Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl, right? It, it, it depends on if there's injuries, but I, I think that no one totally, else in the league. Totally agree with that. And then in the NFC, I would go Philly 1, 49ers 2, and then the Vikings and the Cowboys probably 3 4 fighting it off in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I can't argue with that. You know, the yeah. Vikings are 6 and 1 now. Oh, I know. They just keep on winning. Yeah, nobody talks about them because they can't. Everybody can't stand cousins. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it it's uh, it it it's 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 interesting to see what's what's going on there. Um, yeah, yeah. Denver wins the game finally. I know it, man. It was terrible, but they won. Um, and your your Giants had a tough little one, a little one, they're a tough just, one up there in Seattle. They're not as good, Jim. They just they've been winning. They're just not. Daniel Jones didn't do much. I mean, so uh, they got a decision 
Take a huge decision. And let's see what plays out, you know, here the rest right. of the thing. Yeah. So, but uh, he, but he's, be- he's not bad. No. He just needs to take not, care of the he's football. He's not going to take you to the promised land. Uh, You're probably right. You, no, you know what? You have to. We're talking about OSU and all these other they, schools in college. Every school, every team in college and pros, you have got to have a tremendous quarterback. It's not like it was yeah. 10, 15, 30 no, years ago. No. It just isn't. Hey, hey, I got to ask you about Kyrie uh, Irving's latest act with his he, The dude's off his rocker. I mean, he just, he's just unbelievable. At first he says that the daggone earth is flat. Now he says he, he agrees with a book and that the Holocaust didn't happen. I mean, he's just, he's pathetic. The guy is pathetic. It's and sad. I don't, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what Matt Ravis real quick, Matt, you're the NBA guy. What can they do? I mean, for, do you get in trouble for doing something like that or they don't care? No, they so far they've said, oh, well, we condemn that, but they've, there's not been any actual hey, anything hey, they've done to him. But by the way, is he smart enough to know New York is a youth. There's more Jews in New York than in Israel. Yeah. Right. What, what is he Does thinking? he realize that? He's just unbelievable. The guy, for being as smart as he is, he's really stupid. I mean, it's I mean, just crazy. And I don't know. Kevin, I, 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 I think Aaron Rodgers like that, too. A guy that's really smart, that's really stupid. You're right. What were you going to say, Matt? I just, all those guys have issues. All of them. You're right. That's what I said. And Kevin Durant's got issues, but even he looks good compared to Kyrie Irving. He looks like a saint. Yeah. What, what? What is Kevin Durant? If they keep losing, and they're not, they're not very, they're not very good. They're one Simmons and five. Just, I know, but what what is Kevin Durant going to do? What guys? What do you think Kevin Durant's going to do? Just sit oh, there. Oh, he's going to want out of there. But he, he, yeah, they need to consider trading him. I think. I got to get something for him. You got to get something for him. Yeah. Who could trade for him? Lakers. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Pelicans. Wow, the Pelicans. What would the Pelicans have to give up? Well, probably Brandon Ingram or Zion and a bunch of picks. Oh, you're not giving up Zion for Kevin Durant. They didn't do it in the summertime. I How mean, age-wise? Would you give up Ingram? I mean, would you give up Ingram for him? I really I give like up Ingram. Ingram. But I, I'm with yeah. you, Al. I'm with How, you. How old is Ingram? 25, 26, something like that. Yeah, I give up Ingram for Durant, yes. If I you would. had Durant and Williamson with uh with You're really good. Yeah, you, you, you might yeah. be able to win something there, yeah, huh? I, yeah, I agree with that. Give up, talk tomorrow. Okay, Al, thanks. See you. Happy See Halloween. Ya. See you guys. Let's take an OG&E break. Uh, paperless billing. Safe and secure. Go to OG&E.com. Going to get back. Take phone calls. 98.1 FM. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.